Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. How are you doing, Dad? I'm very well, Steve. Thank you. Yes? Good. Enjoying, enjoying myself at the moment with lots of things. Doing a bit of painting. No, not the painting you are thinking about. Outside, I'm doing um, some painting on our front of our place. I'm loving it too. This is strange, isn't it? But I'm not... Bit I'm, of DIY. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Well, I've done a lot of that in my time, as you know. Uh, a, a terrific amount of painting inside. Not so much outside, but um, this time it's very nice. But I'm doing it in little bits, I'm finding. You know, um, just a couple of hours, that's enough for me. And uh, But I'm enjoying it. So, yes, good. It's going well. Good. Excellent, excellent. So uh, you've been busy doing the other kind of painting slash drawing as well um, uh, this uh, week. Uh, and so we've got a new a, a work in progress picture to show everyone of a new portrait that you've been working on this week. Um, but we've also had a couple of member requests that have come through and it's a great opportunity to give those students some advice uh, and share that with everyone else as well, because there's always some hidden gems that are found within that that uh, I know will be useful for everyone. So I'm going to start off with Steve, who sent us his picture, first of all, and I'll pop that on screen for everyone, along with the reference picture. Uh, and Steve, interestingly, found one of your pictures in a charity shop or a starter pack, and he caught his eye. And uh, <laughs> I think it's a compliment, Dad, passed on to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Steve absolutely fell in love with the pastel pencils and your classes. And so um, has been doing lots of the, the freebies, is now a member and is now going it alone with his picture. So Steve says, I'm quite happy with the pictures that I've done with Colin's tuition, but I hit all sorts of problems when I went it alone. I used pastel mat and found that the colours were clogging and couldn't get the light colours back in. Um, but my main problem was the actual drawing and the proportions. They were all over the place. Using the grids helped a lot. But other than that, I think it's just a lack of experience. The main problem is that it's just not looking in the right way. I think I'm thinking too much and not relaxing and just seeing what's there. Luckily, my wife, who knows nothing about art, has a good critical eye and can point out what's not right with the details and overall picture in front of me. Then I get it. So we're looking at Steve's picture of the... Can God. I just pick on one thing, though? Um, I think originally you said he was using Ongre, but now he's actually using Pastomize. I can't remember, Steve. I'm sorry, I can't remember whether you started out on Ongre. Oh. Um, well, I can tackle both if you like. I can tackle both. The advantage is one and the other. Shall I? To start off with, let's, let's get that out of the way. Ongre, it, it, I started with Ongre and I love it. And, uh, he did He did use Ongre, yeah. He's, he's, he used Ongre and is now having a go on pastel mat. Okay. Well, uh, because he's using Ongre and uh, he's starting out, he's almost certainly going to be clogging the paper. That's the... This, this picture is done on pastel mat, though. I see. You're just confusing me. That's what you're doing. He he has used on grey and pastel mat. This picture is on pastel mat. So he's clogging the paper with pastel mat. That's what he's doing. Now the reason he's doing that is over is it's just overworking it, Steve. 
Um, you tend to, and this is this is going to be, is it going to happen when you're starting out? It's, it always will, uh, until you get to handle the pastels and know just how much you can put in. Now, when people look at me and see me doing it, I think he's put that colour and then that colour and put that colour and he's stuck that colour on and then he's put another colour on top of it and it works. Uh, and the reason it does is because I know how much uh, I can get away with. And uh, the, the, the current picture, which I'm doing funny enough, uh, is, is using all of those things I said. You know, it's amazing how many colours I'm using. But I'm aware as I'm doing it, I've got to be careful here because I will clog the paper. But I know what will happen when you do. Now, when you do do that, it's just a little tip for people. When you do do that, the answer is quite a simple one. You get a putty rubber. The Faber-Castell putty rubber is the one I use, and that's I consider the best. And you manipulate it a little bit so it's not just raw. Make sure it's malleable. And then you press it onto the area that's affected, and that will take quite a lot of the pastel off. Now, you could argue, well, you, you put it on and now you're taking it off. Yeah, but you're, you're actually taking off that clogginess. Do you see what I mean? And then you can reapply. And if you reapply the, the main colour that you'll want to put on, don't put them all on again, otherwise you've got the same problem. But put the main colour on. You'll find that the putty rubber, used wisely, will take just enough off to leave the mm, base colours there, so to speak. I've done this myself. I've done this myself deliberately sometimes. People will know if they've ever seen me do rocks, for instance. I very often push a putty rubber into rocks and that creates a, a, an effect that I can't actually create with the pastel pencil, strangely enough. Anyway, so I've got that one out of the way. Mm, absolutely. And the thing, the thing is, it's, you know, Steve knows, you know, starting out, is, there's going to be a certain lack of experience. He's, you know, he's going his own way as well it's, there's a whole load of stuff to learn and obviously with pastel mat the difference between that and on gray is that you can layer more on and actually you do have to fill up the the grain of the paper on pastel mat so i imagine there is this balance of not filling it up too much that you clog it up but fill it up just enough so that you can work other colors into it uh, and blend successfully absolutely and uh I usually recommend people when they're starting out to just use the ongre. Don't go to pastel mat until you've got a bit more experience. Once you've got experience with that, then move on to pastel mat, but be careful with it, you know. Be mindful that this is going to be much more difficult to work with. But the end result is superb. It's mm. far, far superior. My pictures now are far superior um, to the ones I originally did on the Ongre, and that's because of the pastelette paper. Hmm. So the other thing that uh, Steve mentions is the proportions, and he's used the, the square drawing grids, um, obviously. Um, there's a sort of thing that he's found with getting those proportions right and having the dog looking the right way, I think is what he's saying as well. What advice would you give for him on, on this one? Uh, well, um, using the grid, again, it's, it's a technique that you've got to get used to. What I would do if he's got a computer is to blow the picture up or down, depending which you, um, to adjust it, in other words, on your computer to the size that you'd like it. 
Okay, to your paper size or a paper, don't go too big. This is one of the things a lot of people do. Keep it tight. I would say between A5 and A4 is a good size when you're starting out. Don't go bigger than that because you've got to fill the paper up. And once you've done that, then use the grids. Um, put the square, the um, inch grid on first, put that on and secure that to your reference picture that you're looking at. Once you've done that, you can then use the smaller grid. And I do suggest you do that. People think, oh, no, I don't need that. But the thing is, with an inch grid, you can make slight errors. And there's one error in his picture that I can see glaringly obvious. And I'll come to that in a minute. But this wouldn't have happened or it's less likely to happen if you use the smaller grid to break down that one inch grid, in other words, a half inch grid. I wouldn't necessarily go smaller. You could do if you really wanted to. There's a smaller grid than that that we supply. I don't like doing that because I, I think it, uh, it's a bit confusing, to be honest. And that half inch grid can float around. You don't have to fix that on because it's, it, can, it can fit into the particular uh, inch area that you're working with once you do that you'll find it will work uh, much better it still takes practice you still have to use your eyes you still have to um, you still have to use a little bit of skill and that comes with experience okay so what was the area that that you're saying that right, well, uh, stands out to you yeah i've got your picture in front of me now if you look at the are you are you looking at both pictures, Steve? On the yeah. Screen? Great. Well, the bottom picture, which is the reference picture, if you look at his eye, the left eye, the right eye, is, we won't worry about that too much. It's the eye on the left side that we're looking at. If you look at that, and then you look up immediately to the picture you've done, you'll see that the eye's in the wrong place. You see what I mean? You, the way you know that, or I know that, is because if you look at the distance between the edge of the eye, the outer edge of the left eye, and the side of the head, you'll see that on the, uh, the bottom one, there's a fair distance between the two. Move up, and you've narrowed that. Now that's a major error. That could probably have been avoided with the square drawing using the small grid, because you would have seen that distance. Got it. Okay. Okay. Interesting. The right eye on that reference picture, that's got to be really hard to make out because you can't actually see any detail in there. Uh, well, I've got, a, I've got a trick that I use for something like that. I do what I see. And now what people try to do, and what he's trying to do here, is the assumption that that eye works that way. But it doesn't. If you look really closely, the same thing applies really with that. But you, you do what you see. Sometimes you get a picture, and, and he's got one here, that isn't the best. It's not the best photograph, because that um, right side of the face is almost in shadow. Now that doesn't matter if there's a, an alternative light source on it, because it will give you more reference. But in this case, there isn't one. So therefore, what you've got is you've got uh, an indistinct area. And if you're faced with that, and you have got no choice, then you do what you see, exactly what you see. Don't try to 
put an assumption there, oh, I think the eye will probably be with this or it will probably do that. Don't assume. Do what you see. I say this all the time. I've done it myself. I don't have to do it now, particularly because I make sure that the reference picture I've got uh, covers all eventualities. <laughs> yeah, good, good advice there. Okay, Steve. Well, thanks for sending that in. I hope that's been really helpful to you. I know that you are aware yourself. You know, you say there's there's a long way to go. You've got a lot of experience to be had, but you're you're doing well. You're doing really well. This is the beginning of your journey, and the more pictures you do, it will do well, Steve, because he's got the enthusiasm, and uh, with this kind of help that we're giving as well, he's going to love it. And more you do, the better you get. Mm, exactly. Exactly. Okay, let's move on to the next one. This came from Linda on Facebook. So uh, we're going to pop this up on screen. And Linda has done a picture of the Native American uh, chief and had a question about the nose, which she has circled. Um, let's just find it up here. So the left is your version dad and the right is linda's version and she says i'm having confidence a confidence crisis on this piece where i've outlined red on my version the side of the nose looks swollen i can't see how i can correct that could anyone offer advice please mm. so, two, two areas that um, is gone slightly wrong here let's do with the first one which is the most important one he's got a, like a bubble or a bump in his nose which is definitely off-putting and he wouldn't have liked that at all what you do you've got to flatten that now what you do it with shading it's as simple as that he she hasn't paid attention to the shading if you look at the the light area quite an extensive light area right in the middle of that area of nose, not the, on the tip of the nose right in the the crucial area that's much too light and if you put light in there, it means that there's a bump, there's a protrusion, it comes out. See what I mean? That's what you're doing. Now, that's great if you want to do it that way. But if you don't want to do it that way, you've got to soften it. You've got to pull it back. And you do that with shading. Now, we did see another picture that very kindly somebody did actually send her and uh, suggest to her, rather, what I'm actually suggesting to her. And she did do it and it looked better, much better. But she's not quite there yet. She needs to work on it again. The way to do it is to keep looking at my picture, finding even the smallest little detail that I've put in and she's put in. Now, there's another, there's a couple, couple of things I hope Linda doesn't mind me pointing out to her. One of them is there's a little, you see the, the, the area on this, this where I, I, that bit, right? On the nose, right? She's got what looks like a cut there. See what I mean? It looks like that on her picture. It's not that. It's just shading again. So all she's done is made the shading just slightly not quite right. It's better really to, if you've got something like that, if you're not really sure of it, to actually weaken it a bit more. Don't make it quite so obvious. Because that doesn't does look a bit obvious to me and someone could pick that up and the last thing i'll uh, mention now this is very very hard for you actually to see this but if we come from the right eye okay that you can't see that one on the edge of the nose that's 
follow the note, the edge of the nose down, go right down to the bottom and curl along the bottom by the nostril. Bring your eye down on that. Now, first of all, as you come down on Linda's nose, it dips very slightly. Now, this is a fraction of an inch. Almost couldn't be measured, but it's a fraction of an inch dipping in. And then what happens is when it gets down to where the end of the cheek is on that side, it, it's just, it's almost okay. You could leave it, but it's that, that bit that gives you that slight bump there. I hope you can actually see that, folks, because you're looking at it on the screen. I'm looking at it on here, and I can see it stands like a sore thumb. In other words, there's a bridge, there's a bridge here that's been flattened slightly on Linda's. Can you see it? If you can't, don't very, worry. very. I think I'm looking at the right area. <laughs> it's this bit, yeah, that bit. Yeah. There. All right. Now, as I said. These are small, tiny things. You know, oh, you, you, I'm, I'm not surprised she's missed it. But if you look at mine, you'll see that it works well. Mm. Or another way you could look at this is you can see just a little less eye on mine than you can on hers. But it's a fraction of an inch. It's probably even half a mm. millimeter. It's so small. Mm. Those, are the, those are the points I will bring up, though when you're dealing with portrait work mm. something like that changes a personality mm. that's what makes portrait work so hard i imagine is because it's it's those fraction of inches that make the difference and Absolutely. being able to have that eye of seeing that it must take a lot of experience it is and and the difficulty is too you're using colors if you were using black and white it would be easier because you're just, if you were drawing it, for instance, be easier, just a little bit of shading, it'll be changed. But when you're using color, that makes it much more difficult. But of course, it makes it more exciting too. But I would say that you're doing really well. I mean, to tackle portrait work in the first place is a very brave thing to do. And uh, you should keep at it because potentially you're going to enjoy this and I would like to see you do more of it too. We've got plenty of portraits now coming up on the on the um, on the site. One that we're going to be talking about in a minute, and it, I can tell you that I thoroughly enjoy them. I really, really enjoy doing portrait work. Mm. If I could, I, I would almost move over to that entirely because there's so much satisfaction to it. But it is hard. Mm. Well, let's move on to that picture. Thank you, Linda, for uh, allowing us to talk about your picture on this podcast. I know that you're already making some amazing progress on that uh, uh, Native American chief picture. So do keep us posted and obviously post the finished picture on the group. We'd love to see it. Um, OK, let's move on to your portrait then that you've done this week. And I'm going to put up. Which one are you showing? Are you showing the full one or the section one? The one where you've got just her face. That's fine. It's, it's all right. I'm going to put that one on my screen now. <laughs> um, so you've got the face and the hat. And this looks incredibly realistic. Yeah, that's the one. Right. Um, it looks it looks incredibly realistic. Now, tell us about this picture. Dad. Well, I will. But do you remember we were talking about the shapes of the nose? There's a typical example. Now, I, I did battle with that a little bit as I was going through. 
And it, it's not easy. You don't just draw it. You can't. You've just got to gradually work the colours because it's all colours there. There's not any lines. It might look at it as though there's a line, but there isn't. It's just using the colours as buffers. And I work backwards and forwards over and over. And this is what you've got to do with it. This is one of the things that pastel map will really help you with because you can keep working it. And do you remember we talked about a couple of weeks ago when I... Was it a couple of weeks ago when I talked about the uh, picture on UART paper and I wasn't... I couldn't get that um, reaction that I wanted. Well, this is what, what I was aiming for. Pastel map does change that. Uh, and it's come it's come up very well. So I'm very pleased. I'm very pleased with that. Do you want to talk about or do you want to talk about any part of it? Well, um, firstly, the the shading for the underneath the hat, it doesn't look like getting that hair underneath the hat is very easy because the hair's half coming out of the hat, isn't it? And you've got shading beneath on the right hand side as we're looking as well you've got to make that hair look 3d and realistic and half coming out of the hat <laughs> and that doesn't look like it's easy well, at all well the area you're talking about where the hat and the skin meet meet each other those areas i've deepened them because they when when i when, this is why i like to finish off a section i've made that darker because it wasn't dark enough. Once you put the hat in, which I've now done, or are doing now, um, it shows it up. And you think, oh, I've got to go back. So I had to go back over that area. And the other area is on the side of the face where you've got the um, hair curling around the cheek, that bit. Again, that was too light. I've had to darken that. So there's quite a lot of added on work. And this is what you'll find. Every portrait up, portrait artists would tell you the same thing Steve you can't just do it you've got to work mm. it and keep working it looking contrast and contrast at the moment I was tempted to actually to bring down the picture that uh, I've now nearly finished I must say and it's coming up really well uh, but I didn't want to because it would have it would it's, it's messy there's bits of bits of um uh, background put in and it, it's all bitty and it wouldn't have looked good at all but that's the mm. way you have to do you have to work at your contrast uh, mm. and that's the only way you can find out you know whether you're right or wrong so when you're doing a picture is one section never really finished until you you know you might do the hat and then you realize you've got to go back over another section so it's not I suppose is that different from animal work where you'll do the eyes and you'll be like, the eyes are done. Mm. You'll do the, you do the face. Cool. I know the face is done. There's never retweaking. It needs to be done on more animal work, but portraits, there is always more to pick up on. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. It's the same with landscape work. Um, you do landscape, you put the trees in and basically finish. I don't say I don't go back very often. I do, but, um, not anywhere near as much as I do with portrait work. And the black and white portrait work I do, I do even less than I do with colour. It's always the colour that foxes you, really. 
But it's that, of course, that makes the picture look... I'll, I'll be interested to see what you think about this next week because it'll be finished and I've got a very deep, very deep, sort of midnight bluish background on it. But once I get to that, I've also got... I, at the moment, I've got problems because on the right side, you can't see it on this picture, but on the, on the, the right side of that picture, where the hat dips into it, and the hair comes down, I've got a contrast, the hair, the hat, and the background, it's all got to work together. It, I, it, as I said, it's, it's fascinating. I love it to bits, but it's really hard. This one will be an advanced picture, if anybody wants to do it, brave enough to do it, because on, I've added flowers as well. You can just see the outline. Of yeah, the, I was going to ask about those. It looked like I was going to ask you if those were flowers as well. Well, I did that. One of the reasons I did this picture is because of that. I like the straw hat, which I knew was going to be a, a pain, and it is. And the flowers, I knew that was going to be awkward. right in the centre of the picture. You couldn't, you couldn't put it more central. So if you, if you get it wrong, it blows all the um, work you've done on, on the portrait out the window. Mm. So you, this is why it's so hard. But I've got to emphasise, just as I, as I said earlier, the, once you get it right, the impact that it makes is phenomenal. Mm, absolutely. I, I can imagine. I can imagine. I'm looking forward to seeing it. have not seen any more progress other than this one, Dad. So uh, I'll be as uh, interested to see it as everyone else will be uh, next week. Um, well, lovely. I was, I told you earlier, I was going to do that. I was going to do the bit of the face and then some of the, um, um, some of the hair. And then I was going to do some of the flowers and then do some of the uh, background. I was going to do it in little stages. But this is going to be much more impressive by seeing this this week. I mean, the face doesn't alter much. That's, that's set in stone. Apart from the errors I've told you about when I've got to make just a little bit of uh, adjustment on the shading. Apart from that, that's what you see. But once you put the rest of it, you put all the ingredients in there. I mean, I, I'm impressed now and, and uh, I'm still only in that stage of bitty bits. But I know what I'm doing. I know what I've got to do. And I know, because with the straw hat, remember I mentioned that to you about the straw hat, didn't I? That I was attracted to that and how I knew yeah. it was going to be hard. And it's harder than I thought it was. Uh, but you, what you have to do in a situation like that is don't try to copy what you see. Just do it as you feel. You know what I mean? You, you just follow the colours and the design as best you can. That's all you can ask. You'll never be able to do it if you tried to put every tiny little crack and uh, straw bit sticking out. It would look awful. You can't do that. You've got to do... You've got to do uh, an artist impression, or as, as we say. So you've got to be uh, you've got to be capable of doing that. And uh, all the all the effort I've done with with rocks and trees and all of the things go to help you, because you understand how one colour works with another and how one design works and. and You've got to, at some point in time, break away from what you think you'd like to do as to what you're capable of doing and would look best on the picture. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. 
it sounds so challenging in a good way um and i i bet that a lot of our students that are looking to get that intuitive impressionistic te those technic kind of techniques are gonna love this kind of picture as well it's going to be challenging for them yeah. for sure um lovely excellent well can't wait to see the the finished picture i'm sure everyone else is looking forward to it as well as always if anyone has anything they'd like us to discuss any problems with pictures that they have please send us over uh send them over to us and we'll chat to the chat about them on next week's show um keep them coming in dad look forward to seeing the picture next week thank you as always for your advice and your expertise i'm sure everyone is grateful uh, that is watching and listening and uh, we will leave it there for this week so so thank you everyone for watching and listening i'm stephen bradley and i'm colin bradley enjoy, enjoy your week, your week.